ladies, it may be very annoying and you say, oh, why does it have to be me? Why should I have to be the one? We're just built that way. It's almost like we have a built-in GPS system, which is really based uh, anthropologically from long, long time ago. So just accept it and, you know, consider it as you're the cheerleader of the partnership. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman gives us five things you can do right now to improve your marriage. Stay tuned. So I was visiting a friend not too long ago, and he told me a story that I wanted to share with you. They had some friends over for dinner, and they told him to go grab a wine bottle from the rack so that they could have it with dinner. And the guests went over and grabbed the bottle from the Hitched Wine Club. And immediately the couple replied, no, 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 not that one. That's our special wine. And so I want you and your spouse to have your own special wine too. And that's why I keep mentioning the Hitched Wine Club each week. Our wines are 100% guaranteed. The shipping is free. There are no membership fees. You can cancel at any time. So if you're already buying wine, let us send you your own special wine that you and your spouse can tell your guests to don't touch. (laughs) Uh, We are running a fantastic deal right now. So visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, So, Karen, for those uh, tuning in um, and you have forgotten since last week or the week prior, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, She is an author. uh, She is a teacher. uh, And she is a regular on the Hitched podcast. And this week, we are going to talk, we're going to discuss, well, before that, I just want to say that we so the wedding is a very finite uh engagement so people plan weddings for months and months and months they have the wedding they go on their honeymoon they come back and it's over and then it's like okay now we have our marriage and we often forget that marriage is a living breathing thing it's an action word marriage that people can feed and nurture And so knowing that, I want to discuss five things that couples should do this year for their marriage. So I'm going to ask you, Karen, to give us these five things. Um, So what what is something that – what is one thing that a a couple can do in the next 12 months that will help their marriage? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to – say that I totally agree with you that we spend lots and lots of time with each other in that honeymoon phase and then it all builds up to that momentous wedding and probably it holds over into the actual honeymoon. Um, and then, you know, as we've often said before, Steve, life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, and then couples start to feel disconnected. They have their own expectations of what marriage is going to be about. But You know, um, there are lots of things that if you do, um, there's no reason that your relationship should become stale or stagnant or stuck, whatever, you know, you want to say. So 
I think the first thing is that you um, appreciate each other. And I want to be a little bit broader about what I mean by that, um, because that's ex exactly what you did, you know, when you were in that honeymoon phase. Okay. okay. I, I, I just, and you might come, there, there might be this in your response, but I just want to emphasize, these are things people can do, like actual, yes. so appreciation right. is like this nebulous thing that people are like, right. yeah, I appreciate my spouse. No, 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 no. So okay. I was... Okay, so show appreciation. So the way you would show appreciation is uh, you could compliment each other, okay? Um, because, again, when you were going out, you would say, oh, you look really great tonight, or that was a really great job you did, you know, when somebody's telling you about something at work or, you know, some sport that they just did or whatever. Um, you would also ask questions about, what was going on with the other person, which would again, again, be showing appreciation of who they are and what their day is like. Now, the other part of that is that when you ask questions, you want to listen to the answers. You don't want to be asking questions and then be looking at your texts. So, you know, that would be showing not only that you're interested, but it's also showing respect. And all of these kinds of things is showing a mindfulness of the relationship, uh, showing attention to the relationship. So the broad category is showing appreciation, but in the doing of the asking of the questions, um, uh, you know, responding to the questions, listening to the answers, paying compliments, all of that um, will be the way that you'll let the other partner know that I appreciate who you are, what you're doing, and I'm aware of you. So okay. that's okay. the first thing. Okay. So, so, so in the same way that m you do things uh, for marriage, you do appreciative acts. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So, you know, continuing on that point, Steve, you know, if your partner is really busy, maybe you show your appreciation of their busyness by doing some of the tasks that they would normally do. Quick little story. Um, I've been very busy lately and um, I had to run a chore at the local supermarket and my husband was going to the dentist and he called me up and he said, sweetie, I just realized something. I'm on the same street where the supermarket is, you know, and I know you're busy today. Why don't I run into the supermarket instead? And it wasn't a major effort on his part, but boy, did I appreciate that. Well, the other thing about that is, uh, and it and it might be like a subliminal thing that people don't pick up on, but it it also shows that you are in his thoughts, like you, exactly. like he is thinking of you, even in times when you aren't together. That's right. Not only that, but he was showing an awareness of he knew what my schedule was like. So he was really thinking about me. You know, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, Karen's great. You know, I really like being married to her, but he was aware of how busy I've been lately and that he could make it a little bit easier for me. So it was just a really, really terrific gesture. And, yeah. you know, he appreciated me and I really appreciated what he did. Yeah. It shows attentiveness to, yes. to the situation. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing that you can start doing and it doesn't have to be in the next 12 months. It could be tomorrow. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, the next thing that I would say is that um, you have rituals with each other, um, things that you do that is specific to the two of you, um, whether it's that every Friday night you have created something that the two of you do together that um, you don't go out with anybody else. It's just the night that's just for the two of you, and on Friday night, 
um, you always eat dinner at a certain little restaurant that's just the two of you, or that um, on Sunday morning, um, you know, you decide that that's the day that you always give each other foot massages, um, or that there's a, a little saying that the two of you always have with each other. Um, rituals are the thing are, are serve a purpose of bonding for the two of you that make it special that it's just the two of you so they're really really important and of course um, then you have the more formal rituals around the holidays the way you're going to do things and of course once a year you want to make sure that you acknowledge your anniversary and that you remember why you're together and um, that that you express you know, the happiness of, of having your relationship with yeah. each other. Uh, I, I think about uh, how a lot of people probably have rituals already that they may not realize mm -hmm. um, or that they feel negative toward uh, because they feel like, uh, this, we, all, we always do this. I think part of this is just embracing the rituals because as you point out, that is, that is something that um, serves a purpose of bonding. Yes, absolutely. And you shouldn't shy away from those things that actually bond you together. Right. Uh, embrace them instead. Right. Absolutely. And, and if you and if and by the way, if you feel to your point, like if you feel that uh, you don't really have anything that's having that effect, go out and find something. That's correct. That's very that's a very good point, Steve. All right. Okay. So that's two. So the third thing is that obviously what makes the two of you have a special bond with each other over, you know, your friends is your intimacy. Mm -hmm. So you want to have sex, um, which is of course going to bring the two of you closer to each other. And um, in addition to sex, you want to also show affection towards each other. Um, I was speaking with another therapist the other day, and she was saying that you should have SOS, which she said skin on skin. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, uh, that's perfect. So hugging is very, very important. And I think we've spoken about this before, but four hugs a day uh, when you wake up, when you go to sleep when you leave each other for the day and when you come back together. But affection is extremely important. And we also have research that says that holding hands um, has a lot of health benefits to each other as far as calming for each other. So the point is that physicality from something as simple as holding hands to, of course, sex is going to be very bonding and very important for your relationship. I think that's a great point. I, I love the SOS because you're right. There are there is tons of research out there that shows how important and how the body physically responds. It's not just a you feel good, whatever, but your body physically responds positively towards that SOS, that skin on skin contact. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and and I love that it, you know, cuz some people might be like, "Uh, oh, sex." Um, and, and you bring out a good point. That's what separates you from, you know, friendship and whatnot. And as a matter of fact, we are running a story today um, on what makes a, like seven uh, things that make a great date night. And they include sex in that. Now, obviously, you don't have to have sex to have a good or fun date night. But within that article, in the context of that article, they talk about how a marriage without sex becomes a roommate situation. Mm -hmm. um, but, and I, I love though that you added just the intimacy, the skin on skin contact 
uh, and that affection also has a profound impact on the relationship because that by itself is also something that most friendships don't entail either. Right, right. Okay, so so obviously that's important. Okay, so that was number three. Number four, and you started to talk about this, you started to broach the area I'm going to next, is spending quality time with each other. Um, so, you know, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, life gets in the way. And we've mentioned before that we don't mean to do that. Um, you know, the lovely thing about being in a marriage is that you've made a commitment to each other. You can trust the relationship. You can depend on it. And you can, at times, uh, take advantage of it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know that, okay, um, I've got this really horrific project coming up and I'm going to really need to put lots of time into it and I'm not going to be as available. And since I know that you love me and that we're in a solid relationship, the relationship can stand that. Um, you know, there might be another situation where somebody in the family that you're close to, the extended family, is really sick and you've got to focus your energy there. If you have children, obviously that's a stress. But here's the problem. If that goes on constantly and always comes before the relationship, then there's no relationship to come back to. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very important to be having, um, you know, attention to your relationship, quality time, whether it is where you set up a dinner time with each other, whether it's that you stay connected. I'm working with a couple now that because of his job, he literally, and I mean, I really scrutinized it but he literally cannot call her during the day. He has no phone access. When he has lunch hour, he cannot. He only has a half hour. Um, his work time is such that it, their hours don't match. They're not married yet, um, so he doesn't come home to her. Um, so they can literally go days without any real communication. But even in that scenario, there are still ways that as, as he's driving home, he can text her, you know, he can communicate with her. So my point is that there are things that every couple can do to send out the message in some form, I'm thinking about you, you matter to me. Now, in the little time that you do have with each other, whether it is a date night for 15 minutes, whether it's dinner together for 15, 20 minutes, that time has to truly be with each other. That is the time that you don't watch TV, you turn your cell phones off, you, um, you know, are not distracted by technology. It's the quality that you're spending together. Now, okay. I, I do think um, technology is helpful for, you know, sending little texts during the day and say, I'm thinking about you or, you know, you really matter to me. But when you've got this short period of time that you are designating as this is our time, that is not the time to be distracted by anything else. Okay. Um, so I actually want to ask you, Karen, what is uh, the difference or what's the distinction between rituals that we were talking about earlier and spending quality time? Is it just the frequency in which you do something? Um, spending quality time is, is making sure that on a regular basis, once a week, twice a week, you are 
designating time where there's no interruptions, that it's just about the two of you, and that, you know, you're really attending to each other. Rituals have have more to do with um, that there's something unique in the way the two of you do something, whether it's around a holiday, whether it's around um, something that goes on annually, whether it's around, um, you know, a weekend, uh, a phrase the two of you use, like when you go to a party together, uh, like, okay, let's do it or something. Okay. It's just something that's unique to the two of you. It may not have anything to do with quality time at all. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> okay. So, so I believe we've now covered four things. We Appreciation, have. Um, rituals, spending quality time and sex. So my fifth thing would be to really try to be aware of the relationship, to have a pulse on it. Now, this is probably going to be more the women. Um, I would love it if the men could be more cognizant of how things are going. But the reality is that it's more the women. And ladies, it may be very annoying, and you say, oh, why does it have to be me? Why should I have to be the one? We're just built that way. It's almost like we have a built-in GPS system, which is really based uh, anthropologically from long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. So just accept it and you know, consider it as you're the cheerleader of the partnership. The point is that the way I would ask the guys to get involved is that when the ladies say to you, I think we're going a little off course or we've gotten off track that you not dispute it, that you, you know, you listen. Um, of course, Steve, I, you know, knowing me, you <laughs> probably know where I'm going with this. What would be terrific is if on a regular basis, you just sort of did a quick little check in and said, you know, so how do we think things are going? Because that way it brings your attention to the relationship rather than waiting for things to get so bad that, you know, one or both of you are feeling so disconnected and then it becomes problematic. Yeah. So stay on top of it. It's like chasing pain. You know, once you have a headache and you're an hour into the pain, it's much worse to resolve it than if you notice it immediately or stay on top of it and you can, you know, take care of it. Funny enough, if you followed your first four tips, yeah, I almost feel like tip number five <laughs> is going to take care of itself. Yeah. Because if yeah. you're showing appreciation, you have good rituals, you're having uh, quality uh, time together, and you're engaging in some, some sex and some skin-on-skin -skin contact and showing affection, the pulsy relationship is probably going to be pretty darn healthy. I would guess so. I would guess so. And but just in case yeah. not. <laughs> no, ex exactly. Well, exactly. I don't feel like we've been spending enough time with each other. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's been a lot of weeks since we've had any sex. And, you know, I don't feel like we've had enough affection even with each other. This is almost the the point of communication to just make sure that you're on the same path. Yes. You know, yes. because you're right, because you might be having sex or you might be spending quality time together, but one person thinks it's plenty and the other person thinks it's not enough and you wouldn't right. know that unless you did the check-in. Right. And it we we, we throw check-ins, you throw check-ins out there 
enough. I feel like I need to create a sound effect for when you when we bring up time to do your check in. It's got a little chick chick, a little check or something. I don't know. We got maybe we could create an app for that, Steve. Oh, maybe we could. Yeah, a little little push notification. Time to check in. I think that would actually kind of probably be pretty easy to pull off. Okay. Hey, now, app. De- I just want to say, any app developers out there, hit hit us up. There's a there's an email button on our podcast page. Uh, uh, let's let's expand into some apps. Uh-huh. Okay. Now I am going to cheat, and I'm going to add a sixth one. Okay. okay. That if you realize that you do not manage your conflicts well, that you know they seem you seem to have the same arguments over and over again, or that you have an argument and they never get resolved, you know that you're just not really handling your conflicts well because if you are you should be able to express your feelings hear the other person's um, perspective on things and get to be knowing each other's needs better um, without the screaming and the yelling and somebody stamping out or somebody shutting down all that then I do think that the other thing that would be really terrific that you can do um, is to find some kind of a course or read a book or get some information about how to resolve conflicts because there's lots and lots of information out there about that. Uh, speaking of which, how about from Fight to Foreplay, your program? Well, that's certainly one of them. <laughs> it drills down real deep, and I do believe I cover lots and lots of good material on how to help people manage their conflicts, but there's also lots of other things as well. But certainly wouldn't hurt to go look at that from fighttoforeplay.com. Uh, All spelled out. Check it out. It's awesome. I've seen it. Uh, you won't be disappointed if this is something that you guys need. Um, this was great, Karen. So I just want to reiterate uh, the five things – and you said that you cheated by giving us a number six, but I would say that you provided a bonus by giving okay. us number six. Okay. Uh, you did extra credit, not cheat. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so the five things that couples can do this year for their marriage is to show appreciation through compliments and asking questions and listening and being interested – um, having rituals, sharing rituals together, uh, and these will serve the purpose of bonding. Uh, having sex, uh, demonstrating affection toward one another, and that includes skin-on-skin contact and, yes, sex. Uh, number four, spending quality time together. This is when you guys take that bonding, those rituals, and blend it all together. Number five, uh, being aware of how your relationship is doing having a pulse on the state of your marriage and then lastly if you have conflicts that need resolved take a course from fight to uh or there are a lot of other resources out there we have um a lot of articles on our website that talk about it and link out to other places uh we have a bookstore that has a lot of material in there uh, including some of karen's other books that she has written uh so Definitely uh, take that action as well. So I hope if people think like uh, we're stuck in this rut in our marriage or whatever, these are things you can do. And basically you can do all of these things right now. You don't have to wait next month or when the weather gets better or gets worse or whatever. You don't need to wait for the holidays. You can do these things right now. So take action, people. Marriage is a living, breathing thing that needs 
to be fed and nurtured, and this is where you get started. So thank you so much for all that information, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Uh, So I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman. Uh, She is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. If you need some conflict resolution, you can check out her site, as we've been mentioning, from fighttoforeplay.com. That is all spelled out. Uh, We have past podcasts, many past podcasts, well over 300 podcasts. And so you can find a lot of information there if you like what you hear. Uh, We have a newsletter that I highly recommend you sign up for. It's the easiest way, I think, at least, to get all the cool, informative marriage information that we put out each week. Um, And, you know, we don't spam. We just send it out Monday night, uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, And you can follow us on all the social platforms. You can follow Karen on all the social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, you know, all of them. Instagram, we're on all of them. Uh, And it's also an easy way to engage with us if you have questions or anything. Twitter, that's really the one that we engage with a lot of people on. So check that out. Or on Facebook as well. That's that's another easy one. Um, And if you have questions or comments or thoughts, we love hearing from you. We love getting your ranks. And we want to thank everybody for pushing us up to the number one marriage podcast on Stitcher. So thank you so, so much. And I want to publicly thank you, Karen, for all the time that you have spent and all the information and wisdom that you have shared. Uh, It's my pleasure, Steve. It truly is, you know, um, wonderful to be able to share the information. And I'm thrilled that so many people are finding it helpful. Yeah. Uh, So... With that in mind, thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue to share the podcast. That's how we continue to grow uh, and much appreciation. Have a great week. And until next time, take care, everybody.